collaborate, find these people to have these conversations with, because exactly like you say, you know, it's that feeling of light and you get, you walk away from these conversations, whether you've needed to unload something to be able to move forward or to get a learning or to have a laugh, whatever it is, so that you're motivated, re-energized to be able to move forward. Try this bad boy out for science. You are welcome to take a seat at the table where we use a new lens, where humanity are stakeholders. Different distinctions encouraged, intention starts from a no-judgment zone, a certain age is not criteria, and where you become comfortable with the uncomfortable to facilitate a new conversation. All right, there we go. We're live. We're happening. We did it. We did. Not perfect. Even with crazy tech, not perfect. Wrong camera on today, but who cares? We will make it happen. Thanks for joining me on the decision table today. Hey, thanks for asking me. (laughs) I'm literally just having conversations. I decided, I don't know about you, but last year was a few challenges throughout the year. And, you know, it's like, I think you and I actually had this conversation. We, where it was like, Okay, so many people kind of think that it's going to be 2020, leave it behind, and 21, it's all going to be different, right? And so I decided, okay, you got to do something different. For it to be different, I'm going to start my year off like that. And so I just said I'll commit to having a conversation with someone new every day and talking around the issue of the new approach to leadership, right? And just getting insights of what that would look like for you or what's happening in your world and just different perspectives because you know for us to change things we've got to do it differently and a lot of that comes around having a different awareness right and Mm -hmm. the best way I know how to do that is by having a different conversation so and and I'm just choosing some of my friends and particularly I wanted you today because I've got a full day of meetings I'm full on back into it now And I've got a full day of meetings and I thought who better to have but my friend Sam or Samantha Raleigh on this conversation today. And literally, girl, it's just like as if ignore the rest of the world that they're triggered into this right now and just think of us and our conversations because we have some pretty cool conversations and, you know, there's no go zones. And I think because of that, we get to sort of dive into conversations that maybe people want to have but are not having. What are you seeing at the moment? You know, when everything hit the fan last year, you were actually, you and I were having a coffee when both of us got a message that our team was going into lockdown within a few hours. And I don't know if you remember this, but we just kind of like bolted. I'll catch you later. we got to go. We need to make sure that we're looking after our team, make sure they get paid because, you know, the world was going crazy. And it still hadn't really hit in a big way in Australia, but it did within a couple of days. You know, it happened so quickly. And I think that as leaders, we just like went, okay, what do we need to do? It's just step up and it's just like put the blinkers on. What do we need to do? What do we need to do to make sure teams looked after? What do we need to do to make sure our clients are looked after? And I felt like I didn't let that go at that like high level all year. And it got to... I started feeling it November, but it got to December and Mm -hmm. I thought, far out, if I don't take some time off, like I'm not going to make it into 2021. So, and it's not just us. It's a conversation that I had with everyone over and over and over again 
was that they were feeling burnt out physically and mentally and it's because we were dealing with things that we'd never had to deal with before. So the decision process was so much harder because we didn't have any previous data to sort of back it up against. So it means that every thought you're trying to come up with, okay, well, what are the 20 different things that could go right here or the 20 different things that could go wrong instead of, oh, I've been here, I've done this before, we'll just make this decision. So it was exhausting. So I haven't really hit the ground running yet this year. Like we have behind the scenes, but I haven't really spoken to my clients a lot yet. So I'm kind of interested to see how everyone's fared through that. Have they taken time out, taken a breath, getting ready? Because I don't, you know, and this is a conversation that you and I had, I don't think this year is going to be any easier. In actual fact, my thoughts are it's probably going to be a little more challenging because we've got, you know, that year behind us. We're not, we're not starting off fresh. Yeah. Tania says, oh, my God, Sam, you've hit the nail on the head for many business owners and entrepreneurs. Here's the thing, right? Like we, and I think that's the, the whole crux of it was we hit this, okay, we have no idea what the path is, but as leaders, we got back up and we just hit it at hard pace and knew we had to give out to give, you know, hope for the future mm-hmm. and hope for the rest of the year, if not going forward, you know, all the pathways ahead. How do you think that that's sustainable? And what are some of the things you're thinking of? Obviously, you've taken it slower to sort of get into it. And I even think with that, like, it's almost like you're having to say, well, I've had to sort of, and I'm like, why shouldn't we just be able to go, I've taken it slower, not, you know what I mean? Is that expectations? Is that like, I don't know, what's your thoughts? Well, is it expectations from other people? Or is it the expectations that we're putting you know? And I think... My gut feeling is it's probably more the expectation that we put on ourselves, because we're, you know, we're in this position where we want to make sure that everyone's looked after and we take that so, so seriously Mm -hmm. that my clients didn't ring me and go, oh, what, you're taking two weeks off? Like no one said anything about that. I'm also very aware that I've been there for if anyone needed to reach out and a couple of people did and that was fine. But it was quite kind of more on my terms, I guess, because I did need to take that time out. So, you know, I love it that you said that we need to take a different approach and that's something that Leon and I, so I'm in business with my hubby, we sat down over the Christmas break and went, all right, so what do we need to change? Because we can't sustain the way that we did last Mm -hmm. year. And it wasn't that we set out to do last year the way we did. Like I even had a couple of people say to me, oh, but you delegate so much. You've got team. Like what's your problem? Well, trying <laughs> onboarding 13 new team members in one year, let me tell you, that is mm-hmm. not an easy feat because there's a lot that can break when you're growing that quickly. So for us, 2020, we're in a really awesome situation and we're so blessed that we weren't, you know, in a position where some other businesses were where you know hospitality for example you know we're not in that position where things just sort of get taken out from under our feet we had a huge growth phase but that has its own challenges but we did have to sit down and go all right well let's take a break because it's very easy to keep that momentum to keep that crazy speed and to keep that up and it was like no stop breathe walk away let's look back with fresh eyes what needs to be different 
And one of those was definitely setting our theme. And I know you set a theme as well for your year. And we've been doing this for years and years. What's your theme? What's your theme? My theme's flow because I felt that last year was so, you know, it Mm. felt like nothing flowed last year. Because we were just you got it so done. Far. You got it oh, done. Totally got it done. And you made amazing steps forward, but there wasn't that beautiful flow. I always say effortless flow. I want effortless flow. Oh, in my I company. love that effortless yeah. flow. That's beautiful. Where we felt more like we were in, like a go kart at the top of a really bumpy mountain that had no brakes, and we were just going yeah. down, hitting all those rocks, and it felt. Quite... Which, by the way, can be a little bit of fun at times. So, yeah, so it was sitting down and going, all right, well, let's start off with the theme. What do we want the theme to look like? And like I said, we've set a theme for years, but it was you that helped us a couple of years ago when you just gave it even more clarity by saying, you know, it's that lens that you look through and make every decision through. Mm. And that's helped us to make that theme, I feel, even better and more aligned with what we're doing because then we're able to ask ourselves questions. So if we're looking through you know, this theme with our team or this theme yeah. with our health or so this flow, theme with our relationships. Flow with your relationship yeah. itself. So imagining what all those decisions are and then going, well, if this lens or this filter's on, does it still work? And for us, it was like a hell yes. Like this is, we think that this is yeah, going to be, so good. you know, an easy way. So good, Anna. You know, it's interesting because Sam, you mentioned, this is in the comments, Sam, you mentioned the word boundaries. And I believe a new approach to leadership is seeing leaders in business, especially small business, is set clearer and more defined boundaries. And I think this goes on that conversation, though, on expectations. Let's dive deeper into that and pull that apart a little. Because, you know, if you think of your expectations, we'll go on yours first, right? They've come from years of maybe an environment, years of thinking, years of, well, that's kind of how I was brought up or like, I don't know, what, where's your expectations come from and will you continue to keep those expectations the same? So this, I mean, this is such a huge topic on its own, right? But yeah. boundaries and I think a lot of these decisions come back from our childhood and the way that we grew up and I've been reading a little bit lately like, just a small side note that there, I saw something over the Christmas break that was talking about letting your children just chill out and that it's yeah. it's normal for your kids to want to lie on the bed and chill out and read a book. And I remember, and there's nothing wrong with this. I'm not having a go at any parent, mm-hmm. but I remember if we were in our room and we would lie on our bed, mum would come in, right, come on, you guys up, out, go play or go do something. And, you know, I was someone that was at dance class like six, sometimes seven days a week. So when I think about it, when I was a teenager, I was so tired all the time because I was dancing sometimes, sometimes five, six hours after school. And I was absolutely trashed and I would just want to lie around. I was like, no, nah, you out. And it wasn't until just when I saw this over the Christmas break, I thought that's actually a theme that I've played out all of my adult life as well. It's mm, so like, interesting we've got a bit of a break. Oh, what do I need to do? You know, I remember like I used, I remember one year. We had like Easter break and I remember thinking, oh, wow, this is so awesome, four days off. And I remember cleaning the house on Good Friday and I remember Saturday morning waking up thinking, what can I do? Oh, I'll paint the house and spent the next three days painting the house (laughs) instead of taking time out. But it's really, I'm so glad that I sort of saw that and saw that, no, we can't do that. We need to set boundaries to say, no, this is how I'm feeling. I need this time. I either need this time to 
you know, spend with my partner or spend with my children or spend on my own. There's nothing wrong with spending time on your own. Where I used to think that there was, like, when I say it out loud now, it sounds really weird, but we do these things without even realising. And one of the big boundaries I set back in, it would have been April, I'd run our first virtual conference on four days notice and that was like such a stressful decision to make because the governments hadn't officially shut everything down. I had to cancel hotels. I had to notify clients, cancel your flights. I had to pull together all new, what I was prepared to present. I just like Mm -hmm. wiped it clean and presented all new information because of where we were. So I was really tired off the back of that. And I was getting messages on Messenger at like 10, 11, 12 at night, every night from clients. And I just had to go, I can't sustain this. I can't sustain it after a couple of weeks. And I don't know how long I can sustain that before I can help no one. So I actually deleted the messenger app off my phone. So I wasn't Mm. saying to my clients, you can't reach out. What I was doing, because how this started was I was saying to myself, how dare they message me at that time? Until I really thought, hang on a minute. Sometimes I message people at weird times just because it's in my head. I never message you at weird times. Don't you? I do yes, all the you time. Do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hang on a minute. You and I only message at weird times. Because uh-huh. <laughs> it's the moment um, we actually get to talk to each other. So just sit down and take a breather, right? Because we're both really busy people. So then I was like, hang on a minute. I'm blaming other people when in actual fact it's not them, it's me. I haven't set the boundaries. I can't blame other people for that. So I deleted Messenger off my phone. So they could still send messages, but I didn't get them till I opened my laptop the next morning. And I think that with boundaries, that was my biggest learning last year, is that a lot of times we can blame other people and say they've overstepped the mark. But at the end of the day, we're the ones that have allowed them to do that. They can do whatever they like. It's about how we react. And that was probably my biggest lesson of last year. Or one yeah. of many. <laughs> one of the 50 million that we learned yeah. last year. Uh-huh. Correct. Yeah, and that's where I talk about in the fundamentals of leadership that I really believe the first one's awareness and then it's ownership, that we have to own what is the story, what's the result, what's the outcome, what is it that we're going to choose to do, whether it's putting boundaries. Going back to the boundaries, I still think that it comes down to a lot of expectations. So your expectations and then what others you perceive others have expectations of you and I think as a leader that often expectations are really difficult thing because you're either as a leader I always say it's someone who's got someone following you or people to following you so it might be your community it might be your company your organization whatever it is right it might be a movement if you've got people following you there's expectations And there's expectations that you've put on yourself, oh, I don't want to let them down. There's Mm -hmm. expectations of what others might have put on, oh, we're in communities or culture that we don't want to be saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing. How do you think we need to be looking or how can we look through better lenses when it comes through expectations? Because sometimes we want to put boundaries in, but it's other expectations that can, you know, cause grief when we're trying to put those boundaries in I don't know or is it is it just normal for you and you've got this all sorted we know I don't (laughs) (laughs) you crack me up woman (laughs) 
I lo- it was like locked the loaded the gun and handed it over. Wasn't it? <laughs> I always do that. You know me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you think it's fine to say if something goes wrong, it's because you didn't set the expectations from the beginning. And I think that whilst you do need to set the expectations from the beginning, things change. And it's a constant evolution and it's a constant conversation because we need to change our boundaries, not completely let them down, but sometimes they need to change. And same from the other side because there's no constant ever. So it has to, I believe it has to be a fluid thing. I think that. By the way, that's great when you've got certainty on the pathway ahead. (laughs) We are moving into 21. And there's a lot of the pathway ahead of us. We still have no idea. We still don't know if the vaccines are going to be working or if it's Uh going to be whatever. The governments across the world, leadership, choices. I don't know about you. I had no expectation of Northern Beaches being split up into two regions, which is both where we live. And, you know, there's the North End and the South End. Like, that happened overnight. Yeah. It happened so quickly. It escalated in 24 hours. It was insane. Yeah. But that's the world we're living in right now. Yeah. And we have to be fluid with that. And I think that maybe some of the exhaustion and the tension comes from trying to change what we can't change instead of going, all right, well, that's happened. What next? And I'm seeing it so much now. And I don't know about you, but like we're right near that north south border. We're right. We're right. I'm trying to figure out where are you? You're still south. Well, just we're right on the south, but I thought when originally I saw the map, I thought we were north because we're like right on it. You are. Not that it's actually made a huge amount of difference to us because the people that I wanted to see over the break, well, one of them was not allowed out and the other one we could only see 10 people and she'd already seen her 10 people in the day, so it made no difference anyway. But what I'm seeing now and where I was going with that is so much angst from you know, oh, the north to the south. And I'm like, wow, that happened really quickly. Where did that come from? We're mm. residents of the northern beaches and this is such an awesome community. It's such a tight community. And it was really weird for me to see some of the, oh, you know, you're from the north or you're from the south. I'm like, how quickly did that happen? Just by mm. someone saying there was a boundary that's actually not even there for real. Do you know what I mean? I know, it, I know. just crossing the imaginary line yeah (laughs) yeah so we need I think that as leaders at all times we've got to take a breath and go well there is no certainty at any time and you know we have to be willing to pivot in a second and I guess that's where I was saying before we've got to have boundaries but they've got to be fluid and it's the same with those decisions because if we're trying to jam a square peg in around a hole, it's not going to work. And that's where the anxiety, the exhaustion, the frustration, the anger, all of this stuff is going to come from. And we can't take that into the next year because we just can't. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to move forward. Yeah, I always talk about how you have to have certainty in an uncertain pathway ahead. And I think if I, you know, you I, you know that I love the future kind of thinking and playing in that space in my head in making up all different scenarios and going, oh, that's the good one to keep heading down. And, you know, part of that is being really confident in being certain about the uncertainty. How do you, or what's a strategy or a thinking around, insight around that for you? 
how do you be certain even though lots of the pathway ahead of you can be very uncertain? I guess I'm a little bit, I'm going to say lucky, but I don't know it's lucky. I'm not really sure what word to use here. You've got me on the I first day. Right? right? <laughs> You've got to, no, but here's the thing. Yeah, use that as an excuse, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> a break <laughs> real talk right that's right real talk exactly um, real raw but, and just whatever comes out of our mouths <laughs> yeah and you can't take it back unfortunately it comes to bite you sometimes I know um, but on this case there is no judgment on any on any comments we make like because that's otherwise there's an expectation we have to say it the right way or whatever, right? Exactly. And, Let's go back and we to are that. just having conversations. We are yeah. just having conversations. And Can we go back to that though. Yeah, later? Go for it. Go. I do want to go back to that, but I want to answer your first question. So where I was going with the lucky thing is that I've bought a business through a couple of these times of economic uncertainty. The first one was within like we opened our first business when interest rates were 20% in Australia. So I'd sort of been through that and come through that. And I also, we came through 2008 GFC. That didn't hit us as badly for the industry that we're in, but it still yeah, did because true. we were still trading with the US, right? So it still made a decision in what was happening. So for me, what I did was went back and looked at old patterns and I know you love patterns, but it was like, okay, so what did we do at those times? Where did we focus in our business? What were we doing? What was it that came out? And one of the biggest things that I've always done and I knew we were going to be okay, I knew we were mm -hmm. going to be okay, was because when we first opened our business and, you know, we went through the recession that we had to have, we really tightened up the business. Like, the, everything was so tight. Profit margins were like they were as tight as they could be. We made sure that we got all our marketing right. We made sure that we were using that time for strategic collaborations because that was the most like less amount of dollars that we were spending. We made sure our systems and processes were tight. Our operations, our you know, the way we ordered our stock, all of this stuff, this is what we did and we made it so that it was so tight that when we came out the back end of that, Within a couple of months, we were just like on this huge trajectory up. So I knew that we just had to keep doing those things. So at the beginning of this year, it was like, okay, we need to look at operations, need to look at our marketing, not turn our marketing off because we knew that there was other people in our industry that had switched their marketing off and they didn't come through. And that's what a lot of people do. They think that marketing budget is a budget that they can oh, we don't have much money, we'll take the money away from the marketing. Like just mm. that's the craziest thing you can do. I know that for my clients or for people that were maybe in a bigger business, that looking back at the stats from 2008, for example, especially in the financial services industry, a lot of those businesses that let go of their training had problems coming out. And it was the businesses that kept their and the corporations that kept their training budgets up came out really well. So even though we can't be certain, we can still mm. look at past like things that happen, look at patterns and see totally. what can we take out of that to move forward. Totally. And I think that's why in my case, I have such certainty because I look at patterns all the time. So there are so much around patterns. And I think more now than ever in the approach going forward, there's this real need for data-driven decisions. And 
like looking at data and going, hey, is this helping us to move it forward? Is it not? What are we tweaking? And then watching and testing and measuring that. A lot more of that to sort of, you know, give you certainty, even though we know that it's uncertain ahead, but we can have certainty that we're tracking certain indicators that will help us to recognize by this time, so a time frame to it, recognize whether or not we're still able to keep moving it forward. And I think there's little strategies like that that are really helpful to know that you can have certainty in a very, very uncertain world. And sometimes, I and you said something before, and that was, I trust my gut. And I think I didn't ignore that. I was like, I love the fact that you were able to go, I trust my gut on this. And I think that that's something that is not actually what everyone does. Like, unless they have that data, they can't move it forward. So uh-huh. there's that other side of it that there's data-driven decisions, but I think there's also when you're very strong, and one of the reasons that you can be strong in your gut there, because I've seen it with the journey with you, you've not always been like that. That has not <laughs> actually always been, just to keeping it real, the way that you've done it right and I think one of those strategies one of the things that I know works so well with clients is having that real strong vision and then the drivers that drive that vision and the pillars to be able to keep that you know actually functioning and that effortless flow happening within that right and I think I've seen it in massively in your journey that yes you trust your gut now because you're very strong about where you're going and what your vision is now. But you've not always been like that. So what's the shift? What's happened that you've well, got to that point and now you start trusting your gut? Well, the way that I am now is the way that I was. So when you met me, it was yeah. what I call the blip. And it happened because there was something that happened in my life personally, which mm. just stripped my confidence. So I wasn't yeah. confident to trust my gut. So what has changed is I've just gone back to the way I was. I got through that awful period, which you supported me on so well. And I thank you so much for that because it was so hard because when you're someone that does trust your gut to not have that, it felt, God, I don't even know a word. Like it felt like there was nothing there. There was nothing to make that decision with. And I think that it was a decision, but there was also a lot of personal work that I had to go through to do that. But Can I just say one thing? I know I'm interrupting, but I really, I spoke with Mary, I think it was day three. I had a conversation with Mary Kingery. And one of the things that just keeps going in my brain, and it's something I do because I'm intentionally doing it. And you reminded me just then about it. And I think that this is something that I want to keep repeating and repeating because it creates an awareness around it. The reason when you were in that blip was I knew that there was such potential I knew that you had the smarts in there. Your brain was in overwhelm. It couldn't bring them out. I knew you had a genius zone of connection. You were great at connecting people. And I knew that you had a passion that was way beyond what you were struggling with as a personal challenges that you were going through at that time, right? And one of the things that I spoke on with Mary was around addictions and things like that. And seeing the person as an amazing person that has values that is struggling with addictions, not seeing addictions and going crazy person, like I probably can't say some of those words because they'll probably bite me in the butt and people will go, why did you say that on live camera? 
So I won't say some of those things that I was just about to say then. And <laughs> But here's the thing, because I saw you as someone with absolute, you know, you were struggling at that time, that blip. But I knew once you got through that and were able to get resources, the support that you needed, you would be able to fly and see you flying again. Although I had not seen you at that beginning because I was not a part of your world. But seeing you now and watching you as you continue to grow forward, it's been just beautiful watching. It's like these wings coming back out again. Oh, thank you. And you're right. You've been probably... It's my touchy-feely side, Sam. You know how oh, much... Oh, I'm no. Touching. It'll hide again in a sec. So let's just hold on to that first. <laughs> <laughs> you're the only person that's seen me on that whole journey. You are yeah. the only person that's seen me that whole way, which is interesting because, you know, for the people that met me at that time that I met you, they thought that was the person I was. And when you're going through those challenging times, the first thing, that, you know, we talk about self-confidence going and all of those other things. But for me, the hardest bit was I couldn't make a decision. That was the number one hardest thing for me was I was like, what is wrong with me? I cannot make a decision. So really glad I'm out of that phase. Me too. Yeah, I thought you might be. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing. And this is something that I think is so interesting is we all go through these challenges. We all go through times that are difficult. You know, like some days I'll just ring you randomly and go, I'm around the corner and I just want to have coffee and sit and do my work because I don't want to be alone doing my work because the world has shut us off. And where once I used to travel the world and was traveling across the globe into amazing and I would be changing my environment, my work kept going, but my environment for my office changed. I found that really difficult last year. And there were many moments that I really struggled that I never thought I would struggle as much as I did, honestly. And you're there. And I think that's where leaders have to realize and the new approach is, We don't have it all together. We have absolutely not got it all together. But then it's so important and more so now, who are your core group that are those people that you call on or that it's okay to reach out and say, hey, today's a challenging day or just want to hear what's awesome in your world because everything else, I'll often do that, right? Everything else is falling out in my world and it's because I know that it's a season. In other words, it might have been a day or a few weeks or whatever it was, and this too shall pass. But I need to hear someone else who's doing something awesome so I don't fall into a bit of, poor me, this is terrible, the world's falling apart kind of moment. You said it's okay, but I think it's not okay. I think it's essential. I think it's absolutely essential that we've got the people that we can reach out to and the people that you 100% can trust, like, you know, you asked mm. me something just the other day and I sort of, I hesitated and gave you an answer and you went, come on, girl, it's me. Like, what's the real answer? Because you knew. And that's something that I wouldn't say to someone else because I know that I 100% can trust you. And I think that we've got to be, as leaders, we do have to be a little, I'm going to say wary. we got to be careful who we share what with that it's not something that you should be scared about, but you should be very aware that there are some people that you share things with and there's some people you don't. And with the general population, you can share your learnings, but you don't share from the wound, you share from the healing. And I think that's what I wanted to go back to before because someone had recently said to me, we 
feel like we're in this niche and we feel like that we need to have it all together for our people. And I'm like, well, no, you don't. In actual fact, your connection comes from being vulnerable and sharing that you don't have it all together. Because if someone has you thinks that or says that you've got it all together, run because they don't. No one has it all together. But it's about sharing the right things at the right time with the right people. And I think that mm -hmm. that's what we need to be thinking of. So that's an interesting thinking on that side of it. Like, so for me, it's actually about creating spaces. I feel that the new approach is one of those things is that there's a space in which we create the right space that we can. If you think of the Global Human Intelligence Forum that I ran this year, you know, it was at, I ran that during the most, most racial tension across the globe. And if you said the wrong words, people felt like they were going to get in trouble. Yet we talked about anything and everything. You heard it. It was amazing. And I believe that's because I was very straight up from the beginning that this is a safe space and there is no judgment to questions, to insights. And just because I might not believe the same thing as you, Sam, I need to listen and I need to take what I need to from that and then leave behind. And I don't know that we have taught or that's the way leadership has been in the past. You know, we've sort of gone, this is the way to do it. And if you don't do this, then you're doing it the wrong way. And what I'm wanting is, and I think is the way to go forward. And saying the way to go forward means that there's just so many different variables to this way to go forward right but one of the things I believe is by curating safe spaces uh -huh. where there is you know Tanya says in here vulnerability is a strength yes but this is where vulnerability is in a trusted environment so there should uh -huh. be if you feel that you need to say this today you can say it if yep, you feel totally. that you're struggling today you can struggle in here but here's the other thing if I feel Sam that you're stuck in that story and all you're going to do is go round and round and that's not going to be beneficial for you. I need to be able to say, hey, Sam, this has worked for me and I'd love to share it. Now you can take it or leave it if you want it, but I need to know that I haven't just left you over there if I've got something that I feel could add value to you. And I think that's where we need to start curating these safe spaces. And part of that is having these conversations, right? where we can dive into things that, you know, often isn't brought up and talked about in an open forum. And this is the most open. We're streaming into like lots of different places and who knows who hears this conversation, right? But I think that we have to be more open and curating these safe spaces where there's no judgment in it. We're just talking and it's actually okay if I talk with you and I disagree with 99% of what you say. But there might be one thing I could really learn from because you do that more efficiently, effectively. That's a different lens to look through. And I will be more, you know, better leader if I listen and start using that as my lens. Anyway, that's kind of where I'm thinking. And, and this is why yeah. I'm writing this white paper around what I call the new approach to leadership. I think, you. well, number one, I don't think I know you've hit the nail on the head because I said, you know, we need to be careful who we speak with. 
And I remember when you were getting the forum up and running and it was at a time that I had a lot of questions about what was happening in the world. And I'd reached out to you a couple of times and went, oh, I've got this thing coming up. I don't know how to approach this. I don't know what to say. And I'd said to you, are we going to be discussing this at the forum? Because I knew that you were going to be the best place to do that. But here's the thing. You Mm. invited the people that were going to be open enough to be able to have that conversation without blaming, without fighting, without bringing in all of those things. And that's what I mean about with the right people. Mm-hmm. You, If you want to see... You mean the, my speakers, like I, who I invited in as speakers? Also the people that you had as part of just everyone that was there. It yeah. was okay to ask a question and have someone answer it. That was a burning question where in some other forums or spaces yes. you would be afraid to ask that question and rightly so we do we, you know so talk why, about it. why are they different like how can we make other spaces not so scary to be able to do that like what was the difference and how can we now take that forward and learn from that because I think that there's that pre-frame of you it's mm. not just something that happened at that one time you are talking about this all day every day we need mm. to be having these conversations You know, we don't need to agree. So anyone that's in your world understands, it's almost like that's the boundary, right? Everyone Mm -hmm. understands that this is the way you do it. And if you want to have a conversation like this, then we come into Curie Marie's world and we'll know that the other people that she's curated in her world, it's going to be a safe place to have these conversations. Ah, So it's how we live life and the way that we speak our truth and it's the way that we speak from our beliefs every single day it's not just a one-off event that occurs it wasn't just the forum that was one day that you ran and we all came to it was you speak this way every day so you've curated the way that we think we know that we're safe in there so it's not a one-off event interesting and I guess for me that's what if more people could do that more communities would do that And that's where I, you know, and that's my theme is to see humanity, right? And seeing humanity is like seeing humanity as stakeholders, in my case, at the decision table, right? And I think, you know, it sounds such a big thing for a lot of people going, wow, that's so great, humanity. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I get that we bring so many distinctions to the table. I always say this, and you know it, that I don't talk about diversity because I think that brings division. But I do talk about distinctions. I think, you know, we all bring amazing distinctions to the decision table. And yet the one thing we do have in common, whether we think differently, have different beliefs, different value systems, you know, different challenges that we might be going through that day, whatever it is, different ways of running leadership, you know, communities, whatever it is, businesses. The one thing we have in common at that table is that we're all humans. And so... (laughs) Like, seriously, like it sounds so A plus B equals C to me because I go, well, if that's the case, you're a human, I'm a human, and we can agree on that, Sam. I always say that, you know, that is one of the things that I always begin with because, like, that gives us a starting point that we're actually all the same. We're a human. And what if we started seeing humanity as the stakeholders? And Mm -hmm. that means that you come with your distinctions. We need you. And it's one of the reasons these conversations are with a whole lot of random people throughout the month. And something that 
was feedback from these conversations already was I love it because you've got different people. That's the whole idea. It's well, no, because often in leadership, and this is another thing that I think is the new approach to leadership, that often in leadership, we choose people at the table that look like us, sound like us, and are going to be like us. Why? Because it makes us comfortable. It now makes us feel confident that we know what we can do because we're, that's our tribe. That's so weird that you must have picked up the vibe of where I was going to go with this because I was going to say to you, I see a lot of posts and I saw one yesterday. And I used to believe in this and now I don't. And that is find your people. Find your people. And I used to believe in that, like surround yourself with the people that believe what you believe so that we can go and we can, you know, put our stake in the sand and say, you know, this is what we believe in. And just I'll say recently, probably in the last 12 months, I've thought, hang on a minute, isn't that the problem? Because what we're doing is creating this vacuum or this silo of not even seeing other people and actually I'm going to call it out I'm seeing it on Clubhouse a little bit is these groups of men that are all like you know these are our people but in that there's an exclusion of other people and I think that we've got to be well we don't have to do anything but I think it would be great if we could start to think well who else could be a part of this, let's say, movement for the want of another word. Yeah. That I love movement. Bring it on. Doesn't actually have our belief. They don't need to have our belief because what you believe and what I believe are really different in mm-hmm. some things. In some yeah. things, it's it's the same. Some things it's different. Some things mm-hmm. that you say, I go, I don't agree with that. Lots of what I say, you say, I don't agree with that. But that's okay. We're still really good friends, and we don't argue. <laughs> we have some interesting conversations. <laughs> We do. But but when we come together, we create great things together and we can Mm. help each other create great things in different ways. And I think that that's what we need to be starting to think about is that maybe this old belief of we need to find our people is creating a vacuum and vacuums suck. Oh, they really do. I hate housework and so vacuums really suck. Right? Oh, yeah. that's not the vacuum you were talking about just then? Okay. <laughs> no, well, it was. I was being a bit silly. And you get that. I have it to you. You took it beautifully. That's why we're such good friends. <laughs> but it's also, you know, what's really funny is people go, you always have so much fun. And I remember when I was going into the global leadership space and I was like that little kid standing at the edge going, I don't know if I'm going to go over that edge. It sounds a bit scary. And because I was like, can I be me in amongst, you know, these greats? Because there are some phenomenal greats out there, I have to say. But they are the most unbelievably human beings, like human, human beings. You know what I mean? Like they are just so beautiful as people. And what I realized was, and, and one of the things that everyone kept saying was, you have so much fun. And I'm like, yeah, because if I'm going to do this journey, leadership's a journey and it's going to keep going. I've got to have fun on this journey. We've got to laugh together. We've got to cry together at times, I've noticed as well. And we've got to enjoy this journey. And I think that's one of, you know, we talk about that as our friendship, but it's also been part of the thing that I hold on to in our friendship is the fact that we can laugh. We can disagree and then go, 
Oh, that really was really deep, wasn't it? That that conversation's done. <laughs> okay. exactly how you do it. It is actually, isn't it? <laughs> but and that's be okay awesome with that too. And it's the being okay with it part that yeah. means that we can have the conversations that need to be had the you know the topics that need to be done you know you said something interesting and I think that this is part of this new approach to leadership is and more so now and you know that I was you know was I am writing this book good isolation (laughs) so I struggle with saying that because I began writing it what almost I don't know maybe two years ago now who knows it's pretty close to it don't say that to me that's just painful <laughs> that's really painful but the crazy thing was the title of the book was isolation and now I feel like everyone's gonna think that I've so there we go expectations that everyone's gonna think yeah. oh she's just written it because of the you know COVID and all that it's like no it was one of those epidemics I saw through not just leadership but humanity as I was mm. traveling the globe as a nomadic CEO for three years. Like I literally, as I was gathering my insights from the traveling, that was one of the things that I saw stood out more than ever was the isolation and what that was doing within communities. And I know for me, my solution on that was collaboration. And so now I'm building everything around my company around this whole collaborative examples and role models and in case studies of how we can make collaboration actually literally be the solution as a globe right and part of the thing that we're working on and seeing how that'll play out on is human connection and that is the community group you know a community a group of leaders to come together and to have more of these kind of conversations and to have the support within that to be able to be better leaders. That sounds weird. That's why I kind of struggled with saying that. To be, to be, I don't know what it is. It's not better because, of course, we want to be better leaders, but it's supportive with each other or and collaborate with each other. But I don't know. How would you say that? Like, it's not it's just so supportive. It's, what am I looking for? Tell me. You know, when you're not just supported with each other, but you're like, hey, I've got your back, Sam. Because that's what I believe leaders need more than anything. Other leaders having their back so that we can celebrate. Here's the thing. Here's that little thing. We can celebrate when you have wins and get excited about it. And when you're going through the challenging times, we've got your back. Mm. We know you've to got be this. There to be we can help you. Is there something that we've done that could be supportive to you in this moment? Yeah. It's that journey, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's at all times because as humans, we have up times, down times, challenging times. And I think that the great leaders are there through all of that, not just when you're high performing or not just yes. when conditional, non-conditional leaders. I think it's about not having conditions around how we lead. Yeah. Being a good leader in no matter what that person or that team is going through. But when I think back and I think of, you know, because I think that one way to always look at good leadership, for me, one of the easiest ways to look at bad leadership first and say, well, I don't like that. That's what I need to make sure that I change or I need to do that differently. Because sometimes for me personally, I find it difficult to start with, well, what do I want to see? Because I want to 
it's easier for me to focus on, well, this is what I don't like first and then to move in that direction. And if I think of what I would consider, you know, a bad leader, there's always a condition of, well, I will lead you, but you have to do it this way or you have to, you know, have this emotion today even. You know, sometimes people have bad days and as leaders we need to be able to support people through that. Yes, we do. You know, going into the human connection side of it, like with that is really because we want to, I don't know, like there's been very far and few between that have actually understood me on my journey. And I'm kind of, you know, I talk about mental toughness a lot because it is one of the things that has helped me to grow resilience through this journey of leadership. And part of that is, you know, and I'm so thankful for my discipline and knowing that you've been in the fitness industry as well, that this has kind of been a discipline with health that has kept me really, really strong through the journey of, you know, like even with my health issues going to the next level and also that sort of thing and keeping really, you know, onto it, disciplined and, you know, pushing boundaries, but then having to pivot when I needed to, all those things, right? which I actually bring into my leadership a lot. And I think that that's what in human connection is that mental toughness of being able to do that journey, but to not have to be doing it on your own, which is I'm lucky because I was able to do it on my own and fight through to find out what it could be if I do it differently, even if it's not the same as everyone else. But not everyone's got that capacity or had that capacity or know how to do that and I really want to be able to create again curate another safe space where in human connection there are it's a safe place whether you're a beginner leader wanting to be a leader or you know you're the other end going hey we run amazing things across the globe but I just want to know that there's people who have got my back as I'm taking it to that next level. So I don't know. I'm excited what that looks like. And I know we're going to be spending some time building that out in this new year. So once you're actually back into life and once I wake up again, (laughs) all good, just, you know, where you are and, and what you're at. And what I love about it is it's collaborating with other partnerships, but another guy that's in a part of that, who's wanting to build that out as well. And we are going to really create an amazing group or a community which hopefully is going to be very community driven because we don't have all the answers and it's not all about us but there's some things we know will be beneficial and we can put in place there but it's where we're going to have different lenses in which together we can build out an amazing place that's going to be safe for people to become a part of and that's what I'm excited about with our relationship is to be able to collaborate with you to be able to build that out. So always grateful for you in my world, always grateful for the fact that, you know, the day before I can go, hey, by the way, can you come on early? I know you're not really back into it, but <laughs> a day full of meetings and I was like, I really want someone I can just play with on in this space and continue to have, like today we've had some amazing insights, girl. I've really, you know, I'm going to be going back into it and taking some of the nuggets. I think that you've, been able to open up some of the layers of what I already know is the new approach, but it's confirmed pieces of it. So for me, that's always a bonus. I think, uh, you know, again, I think you've reminded me today, my learning from this is 
you've reminded me of the fun of the journey and having that importance of enjoying the journey as part of it and knowing that we can laugh at ourselves. We can laugh, Mm -hmm. you know, we can go deep, but we can laugh at ourselves. That's what I love about what we do so much, that we can go super deep and then just ridiculous laughing. And I don't, and I think that if we had that safe space to do that with more people, then exactly like you said, we would all get more learnings. You know, I walk out of our conversations with my mind blown often, but also with sore stomach because we've laughed so hard. And I think that's great. Yeah. And imagine because that refuels us. So I think that that's part of the new approach that if we were to be able to do this as leaders, that people will feel more refueled because the journey is long and it is hard. So remember how I asked that question, how do we sort of sustain it? And I think that this is part of the key to sustaining it is being in environments where you can laugh, you can cry if you need to, you can go deep and you can talk very light because we do that occasionally too. Uh-huh. <laughs> really light, just to say, uh, be honest on that one. Okay, yeah. so what's your, learning, what's your thing that you're taking from this conversation today? I think it's exactly what I take away from all our conversations that we do need to create the safe space to have these conversations and we need to continue to collaborate and find people because, as you say, and as you've been writing that book for such a long time, that in this really connected world, a lot of us can still feel super isolated and yeah. that as the world, and I'm feeling that it is going to be a challenging year. That doesn't mean, I'm not saying it's going to be a bad year. I'm just saying it's going to be a challenging year. It can still be a great year, but we need to be fully aware that it is going to be a journey. So collaborate, find these people to have these conversations with, because exactly like you say, you know, it's that feeling of light and you get, you walk away from these conversations, whether you've needed to unload something to be able to move forward or to get a learning or to have a laugh, whatever it is, so that you're motivated, re-energised to be able to move forward. I think that it's really, really important that we connect and collaborate. I think the two major takeaways, connection and collaboration. Love that. And if anyone wants to get hold of you and find out how to laugh more, (laughs) you can find me at samanthariley.global or my podcast, Thought Leaders Business Lab. Yeah, legend. So I love how Tanya, just finishing up now, Tanya said it's an I've got you approach. My client says it's a big part of their success is knowing I've got them no matter what. And I just want to thank you for coming on. You know, we have each other's back and that's really important, I think, even more so as the world is changing. I look forward to more adventures you know, I still have very much the cold adventure of, but amazing adventure of your wedding in Alaska. I'd never been in a helicopter and let alone a helicopter to a glacier to have a wedding. Like that was pretty next level. So thanks for taking me to the next level. That was the next level. I was glad to hear that all about all the accidents once we had got back on safe ground. (laughs) I have to say. (laughs) We didn't hear them before we took off. (laughs) Exactly. But, you know, I think it's going on adventures together has built our relationship at different levels. And I hope, you know, as we dive deeper into what this new approach of leadership really can look like, that we continue our adventure together 
as leaders in our own sphere of influence, but also coming together as a collaborative to build out human connection as well. I'm looking forward to what this year looks like for us. And I think that's the exciting thing for me is adventures mean that we can do something that maybe we haven't done before. And yeah. I know some of you find that frightening, but I like that. I think that's good. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. That's what I'm looking Absolutely. forward to. With that. So thanks for being here. No, thanks for inviting me. It's been lots of fun. Big love to you today. And Have thanks for day. being here. Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, ensure you leave an awesome rating and review. Our hope is this podcast creates a new awareness, activates ownership to what is next, a curiosity for the need to be part of the change, and to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, then apply to join us at our next Leaders Movement Parlay. The link is in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to help build a tribe who make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, and movement changers. Big love until we see you on the next Decision Table Series podcast episode.